Ever since the first tick-tock of time You brought order to a world undefined Welcome to the Genesis West Podcast. Welcome to the Genesis West Podcast. Welcome to the Genesis West Podcast. Our, Our teaching team, team is made up of men and women who love asking probing questions of each week's scripture portion. To which our community responds with curiosity, courage, and a desire to, to expand, expand in faith, faith hope, and love. hope, and love. We follow the Revised Common Lectionary, and we follow the church calendar, because, because they, they anchor us in something, something which can, can hold us, no matter what life throws our way. We exist to join God's work of cultivating new beginnings in all of us everywhere cultivating new beginnings in all of us everywhere we exist to join god's work of cultivating new beginnings in all of us everywhere we hope you enjoy this week's teaching we hope you enjoy this week's teaching we hope you enjoy this week's teaching so i'm reading from uh, isaiah uh, chapter 11 1 through 10 a root shall come out from the stump of jesse a branch shall grow out of his roots the spirit of the lord shall rest on him the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or by what his ears hear. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth with the breath of his lips, he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist, and faithfulness the belt around his loins. The wolf shall live with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf, and the lion, and the fatling together. And a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze. Their young will lie down together and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and a weaned child shall put its hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. On that day, the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal to the peoples, and the nations shall inquire of him, and his dwellings shall be glorious. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Jim. Okay. Kids, if you listened to any words of that, do you see how maybe, maybe how that book that we read together about animal friendships kind of plays into this story? Grown-ups, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, here we are. We're at the second week of Advent when we focus on peace. And this vision from Isaiah that Jim just read is, I think, like the perfect text to explore together. Because I love how it starts with this. A root shall come up from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Now, I love trees and plants, but unlike Isaiah's audience, Generations and generations and generations and generations and generations ago in like the 8th century BCE. I know pretty much nothing about agriculture and how to keep plants or trees alive. So when I read this metaphor, I was curious. Can a tree actually regrow from a stump? Hmm. And if so, like, 
is it easy? Is it, like, is it easy for the tree to do? Does it happen a lot? Not a lot? Does it take a long time? So I did some digging, pun intended, and I learned from the internet and Taylor Total Weed Control in the UK <laughs> that trees can actually regrow from a stump and its success rate depends on the species of tree and the environmental factors. But if given enough time to recover, the stump will shoot out sprouts and grow into a real-life tree again. Now, this natural restorative process is called stump sprouting. I know, it's kind of silly. And it's actually really handy if you think about it, like after forest fires. All those stumps can grow back into new life. But the coolest thing about it, I think, is that it's all dependent on the stump's connections to its roots. A shoot shall come from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of its roots. Because in the roots, that's where the stump is storing the energy from photosynthesis. And it can only, that energy can only go into a new sprout from the stump if the stump is connected to its roots. So that's why in the episode of Bluey, called Stump Fest, do you know that one, Olivia? Stump Fest? Basically, Bandit and his friends have two giant stumps in their backyard, and they have a big Stump Fest party, and they have to dig up the stumps all the way down to the roots, because they didn't want their trees growing back. So they had to take out not just the stump, but also the roots. Um, and I think that's really cool, like a really cool picture of peace. A tree experiencing new life and that's growing out of death, out of loss. And it's powered by its connection to its roots. The very thing that grounds it and connects it to every other tree in the world. Because yes, like all trees are connected and it's crazy. And then out of that comes a branch a tree, shade, shelter, something to climb and play on. I think that seems quite appropriate for the Sunday of peace. So I want to read our Bible story again, and this time from our Bible story booklet. And you can follow along in the liturgy um, or listen to these words, look at the pictures. But as we do this one more time, Try to notice and think about what peaceful images stand out to you, because there are tons. Um, all right, here we go. Isaiah 11, verses 1 through 9. The prophet Isaiah shared a message from God that a family member and a leader will come to them like a brand new branch growing from its roots. God's spirit will guide this person. This leader will make sure people are cared for, have what they need, and are treated fairly. Under God's leadership, all animals will live in peace and harmony together. Imagine a wolf and lamb resting, eating, and playing together without fear, and a young child being safe from some things that eat other some things. No one will hurt or destroy 
anyone or anything else because the whole world will know God's love. So I'll play a chance for all of us to share our voices and perspectives. What peaceful images stand out to you in our scripture portion today? What's that? Yeah, Jason said peace between animals. Yes, Olive. Animals. Yeah, I love that. God's spirit will guide. Mm. Yes, Joan. God's spirit will guide. Harmony. Harmony. Mm. Yeah. So um, Will is saying in the NRSV translation, let me see, the rod of his mouth striking the earth and the breath of his lips, he shall kill the wicked. Yeah, that is peace in a way that I don't quite understand, but God sure does. (laughs) All right. I just, I'm a very visual person. And I love animals. So I just really love the peaceful images in this passage. Because peace happens when people and creation care for each other and help one another thrive. And no one hurts each other. So we're going to put our imagination hats on. I know. Yes, thank you. So everybody, put your imagination hat on, please. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so if you are sitting in, let's see, Hmm. now it's going to seem like I picked this out on purpose. Okay, blah, 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 blah. Okay, this side of the room is sheep. This side of the room, you're wolves. If you want, you can also be the other one, um, or you can go sit on the other side. It's up to you. And... If you're joining us online, take your pick, whether you are going to be a sheep or a wolf. Now, for our Minecraft friends, if you play Minecraft, if you put a sheep and a wolf together, what's going to happen? Yeah. You see like a fluffy cloud, and then there's just bits of meat behind that then you can pick up and cook and eat. Yeah, so they don't really get along, right? Not in Minecraft, not in the real world. But in our story today, what do the sheep and wolf do? They get together. They become friends. Okay, so sheep. There you are. Sheep live on farms with humans. The humans take care of you. They keep you safe and make sure you have everything you need but you can't really help the farmers with their chores because you're not really strong. So in exchange, you give the shepherds your wool, right? Your milk and your body so they can eat you when you die. 
Um, you live in a flock with lots of other sheep, um, which can sometimes be loud or crowded, but can also be really nice because sheep are easily scared. They're notoriously timid. And when you sense other animals nearby, you get very scared and gather all together for protection. Now, wolves. Doo, 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 doo. Wolves, you don't live on a farm with humans. You live out in the wild in a pack of wolves with grown-ups, with kids, and with babies. And this is your wolf family. That's true, it is puffs, pups, <laughs> wolf puffs. <laughs> um, and so together, your wolf pack, you hunt, you raise each other's kids, and you protect your territory. And the wolf pups in your pack play a lot. Hmm? Yep, and your kids. Yeah, kids are pups, babies are pups. Kids are kids and babies are babies, and everybody's a wolf pup. So, I forgot to say, lambs, lambs are sheep babies. You also love to play, right? Raise your hand if you love to play, lambs. Mm-hmm. Wolf pups. Grown-ups can be wolf pups, too. You also like to play. You like to, ta you like to leap and pounce and chase and wrestle, and some of your favorite games are hide-and-seek and tag. And as you get older, and you go from a wolf baby to a wolf kid, still a wolf pup, then you help take care of the wolf babies, also the wolf pups. And wolves, you communicate through growls and howls and grunts and your body language, and you have a crazy good sense of smell, like 100 times better than a human. So, sheep, can I hear you say ba? <laughs> and wolves, can I hear a howl? I love it. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so we have our sheeps. We have our wolves. Now it's time to imagine. Wolves. One day, you stumble upon a flock of sheep. And sheep, you're with your shepherds, but you immediately sense the wolves nearby. Think about this. Wolves, how does it feel to be near a sheep? You are the predator, they are your prey. Sheep, you are the prey, they are your predator. How does it feel to be near a wolf? Scary, yeah. You can say your answers out loud or keep them to yourself. Exciting. <laughs> Look out, Jim. <laughs> Jason's coming for you. <laughs> oh, it'd be exciting to watch him fight in real life if you were a person. Hmm. Sheep, how would it feel to just have that tingle go down your spine and all of your wool stand on end? Uneasy. Uneasy. Yeah. And wolves, it would be exciting. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah. Fun. 
Where do you think I live? What? That's very cool. I love your friends already. I heard a mouth watering. Yeah. Mmm, yes. Pam says, grateful for her flock and her shepherd. Now, let's imagine a little bit further. So sheep, you're still sheep. Wolves, you're still wolves. And one day, you wake up and the whole world is a buzz. You can feel it. You can feel something's different about today. Turns out there's a new way of doing things. Predators no longer hunt their prey, and prey no longer fear their predators. Everyone's just going to get along now. So sheep, your shepherds, tear down the fence, and they just kind of throw in the staff and walk away. And they invite the wolves into the field. And wolves, you, as you appear at the edge of the field, you meet for the first time in this new world, in this new way of doing things, where there's no more predator and prey and everybody's supposed to get along. Wolves and sheep, pups and lambs, no longer prey and predator. So this, in our imagination, is just the next day, from being excited and mouth-watering and terrified. What does it feel like to stand there in that moment, in that new way of being in the world? As sheep, you stare at wolves, and wolves, you stare at sheep. Doubtful. Doubtful. Yeah. Confusing. Is that what you said, Laura? Yeah. Wolves would have to become herbivores. That's right. Wolves would have to become herbivores. Good use of the word. That's even, I think, in our story, how the, what was it, the what, something would eat grass? The ox, yeah. Oh, the lion shall eat straw like the ox. He would have to change their whole diet. Phil. Yeah, there we go. Phil said, how do I reconcile with, did you say people or sheep? Okay, people, sheep, that I was trying to eat. Yeah. Now, do you think it would be easier or hard to take that first step towards the sheep or towards the wolves? True. Yeah. Be, maybe it'd be easier for the wolves than for the sheep. Okay. We're going to keep imagining. We're almost done. But imagine, let's imagine that God shows up in this field, in whatever kind of form or feeling makes sense for you, but maybe try imagining God showing up as a little kid. A little child shall lead them. Hmm. One of these kids shall lead us. God turns to the sheep and welcomes the sheep, and God turns to the wolves and welcomes the wolves. And God can sense tensions are high, so God laughs and does a silly dance and then invites everybody to play a game together, sheep and wolves. Maybe it's tag, hide and seek, or musical chairs, or maybe a card game, coloring book, crossword puzzles. 
God steps into this gap between us and shows the wolves and sheep how to play together. This little kid shows us how to play together. And maybe this new world, this new way of doing things doesn't feel so scary after all. All right, you can take your imagination hats off now if you want. You guys just have built-in imaginations in your whole body. So this vision of peace in Isaiah is what God invites us into and has been inviting us into for generations and generations. But it's not easy to let go of the predator and prey world for an everybody-gets-along world, is it? And so it can be really scary to say yes to that peace. It can be scary to be the one who takes the first step, the sheep who takes the first step to play with a wolf, or the wolf who takes the first step to play with a sheep. Because what if I can't trust the wolves? What if I can't trust the sheep? And what if I can't trust myself? From generation to generation, God shows up and meets us in the midst of our fear, uncertainty, and confusion. And in her love and comfort, invites us into peace. But what is this peace? As we see from Isaiah, it's righteousness and equity, making things just and fair. It's wolves living and playing with sheep. It's lions eating straw like the ox. It's no harm or hurt destroying the earth. It's all of us, humans and creation, being led by a child. So can I tell you a secret? You guys like secrets? Did you know we don't have to wait for this piece to come? Oh, sorry. Did you know you don't have to wait for this piece to come? That's crazy, huh? Just like the generations who have come before us, we can practice this peace in even the smallest of ways every day so that we, like the generations before us, can help shape the world a little bit more into peace for the generations to come. So one last all play before we go into prayers of confession. Kids and grown-ups, what are some ways you can practice peace in your normal, regular, everyday life? Eat vegetarian. Eat vegetarian? Yeah, for sure. What else? Extending kindness to strangers. Yeah. And kindness to friends and family. And yourself. Mm, yeah, Roxanne. Don't let fear be your first reaction to something. Take care of the earth. Yeah. You have something, Olive? How can you help... Practice peace. Hmm. What? She was telling me a secret. She said, be kind. Oh, 
Olive, can I share your secret with the grown-ups? No. Okay, that'll stay between us. Can I tell the kids? Was that yeah? Okay, kids. Olive's secret is be kind. Did you hear that? Olivia, did you hear that? Okay. No grown-ups heard that. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool that we are invited into practicing peace and shaping the world into peace now. And what hope it brings to think about the peace that we are crafting for these kids who are to inherit the world. Endings are a place where life is Thank you for listening to the Genesis West podcast. If, if you, you find, find yourself, yourself nearby, nearby on Sunday, we'd love for you to join us for worship. We meet at Elam Church Center in Robbinsdale, Minnesota. If you, if have, you have any, any questions, questions or would like to connect with us, please visit us at www.genesiscov.org.